Today's podcast is going to address one of those things that most Christians are a little embarrassed to admit, that they doubt. Sometimes it comes from just absolutely having been so crushed that you're afraid to believe or trust in anything. Or we create our own false narratives and then wonder why things don't happen, and then we doubt that God can get us out of our messes. So what do you do with that doubt thing that keeps beating against the thin membrane of hope in your thinking? We can certainly see today that people have put their hope in so many different things that are offered, looking for a way out of confusion, wanting to know themselves better, or to find someone to love or to validate them. There's anagrams, horoscopes, overloads of self-help books or blogs, medications, politicians, gurus, and more. And most of all, these have failed those hope seekers or maybe have caused them to flail even further. But honestly, most of them and most of us are simply searching for the real deal. They want to see genuine people expressing living and radiant hope. They want an anchor in Accor, which is called troubled times. They are attracted to that, and yet the soul does love intellectual reasoning more than humility and yielding to God, the supreme guide. Hope, it's what nourishes life. It's the motivator to move us into action. It's the promise of tomorrow. What each one of us needs is more of hope. And what our country and world needs is hope. Discouragement, it's what siphons the joy right out of your soul. Discouragement leads to desperation, which leads to feelings of anxiety, dread, and hopelessness, which can move people into depression and suicidal thoughts. And those thoughts lead down a path of complete and utter darkness. Trouble looms large in every face, every place, and every happy space. So define hope. We often use the word hope as a kind of wish. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. I hope the Broncos win their next game. But friends, hope in the Bible has quite a different meaning. Raw biblical hope is a confidence and expectation that God has provided a way for a good future for you. God wants to fill every person reading or listening to this with hope that he has a wonderful future planned for you. And uh, we say, um, really? Does he? Can God really create good out of the trouble you are passing through or that you got yourself into? The word Akor means trouble. So very aptly named, the valley spoken about here, Akor, is the place where a man named Achan brought trouble on Israel by willfully going the opposite way and blew off God's plan. So God sees the sin and brings it to them through Hosea's warning. The sin of their idolatry, their mixtures of spiritual practices and beliefs, and forgetting God and their sincere dedication to Him and His way of doing things. You want to read about it, go to Hosea chapter 2 verses 1 through 8 to see the raw details. Yikes, these folks were exploring and trusting in things like many who are probing and immersing themselves into questionable spiritual practices and who are now distancing themselves from the warnings of God today. 
But God in His grace, in the New Testament freedom of Christ, will put sin to death in your life and my life, and also the trouble brought against us from the results of the sin of others. You see, He prepares the valley of trouble, Akor, to become a door of hope. God wants to show you the door right there in the midst of this grief or very hard trouble that you are parched and exhausted by. A door where you see hope written on it and you move towards it. And you know, crawling is absolutely permitted. Just get moving and get there. Jesus spoke it clearly to us when he said, I am the door. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, to slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. That's John 10, 9 through 10. You know, the valley of humiliation, of trouble and defeat, will become the first point of your journey through the door of hope. You let go of the dragging baggage of woes and stop chewing on the dust. You admit your secret idolatry of pessimism and stubborn defiance to yield to the probing of your heart, admitting that you account to no one but yourself. You put down the whip of control and anger and take up the walking stick to lean upon while you humbly limp towards the door of hope. That's a valley of trouble, my friend, but listen closely. This door of hope that's been provided there, strategically placed in the mess, does not disappoint. Why? Because it's appointed by God himself. It opens up new opportunities for you. Even those that were lost will be restored to you. And it will cause a new song to rise in your heart. So you weary, red-eyed, and cried-out ones, prepare to leave the valley of trouble, Akor, behind and pass through the door of hope. Psalm 27, 14 says, We have to wait with hope for God. Wait with hope for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Yes, wait with hope for the Lord. We have to be courageous and strong in our waiting for the door to be shown to us. The word wait is a very upsetting word for many. We don't like waiting. We want things fixed. Now, pronto. Waiting can make us feel like we are doing something wrong or hesitating or lagging behind. This isn't why we have to wait sometimes. Waiting helps us to mature in Christ. Waiting burns out impatience and defensiveness and impulsive reactions that decide to not deal with our deeply entrenched ruts. Waiting is better than rushing into something without God's wisdom and direction. This door of hope, when there has been trouble, sin, loss, pain, cycles of grief, is a sign of God's tender mercy towards you. In Hosea 2.15, it says, I will give back her vineyards to her, and transform her valley of troubles, a core, into a door of hope. And she will respond to me there. And this is referring to the body of Christ and to us as individuals in that body. She will respond to me there, singing with joy as in the days long ago in her youth, after I had freed her from captivity in Egypt. 
Let this promise bring reassurance to your heart. Let the past with all of its sin and defeat be locked behind you, never to be reopened again. Leave the valley of Accor behind. Let your eyes look ahead and walk through the door of hope that God has opened for you. You know, as we close out in prayer, I feel the Lord would have me speak a word over a few of you listening today. You know, He can use His word as He says, My word goes out and accomplishes that what I send it to do, and it doesn't come back empty. So as I speak this word, God is sending it out to you today, whoever you are that is listening. Perk up and listen. Don't say it couldn't be for me. It's for you. He has captured you in this moment to speak a word of hope. And that word is this. You've been afraid of the faces of the people that are opposing you, those that are standing around you, accusing you, humiliating you, or ridiculing you. And I, the Father, the power of the Spirit of God, say to you, do not be afraid of their faces, for I'm going to put the words in your mouth. And that comes from Jeremiah 1.8. The Lord is about to fill your mouth with such wisdom and articulate speech and an ability to address your enemies that they will look at you and be stunned at the authority and the grace and the wisdom that's going to come out of you. But you have to be willing to push your shoulders back now and lift up the head that is hanging down and say, I choose today to speak on behalf of the kingdom of God. And you have to be bold. You have to be courageous. And you know, sometimes we're like, well, I don't think I can do that. Well, the Lord wants you to know in Him, you can do all things. You call upon Him and you say, Lord, where I'm weak, be strong. Where I'm unbelieving, fill me with belief. You don't have to be a superpower. That's not your job. Your job is to yield to the supernatural power of God right now, moving in your life, preparing you to speak boldly and proclaim truth. And out of that, there are going to be a few who are going to come to you secretly and say, I need to know more about this. Now, many of you have been called to lead people to Christ and you've been afraid because of the restrictions you feel you're under. There are no restrictions for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We put restrictions on ourselves by listening to what the world tells us. But we are not of this world. We are in it, but we are not of it. So pass through the door of trouble, pass away, shut the door on it and say, I am done with being troubled about what people think. And the Spirit of the Lord would say to some of you others that are listening, it is time to shake off the things that you're entertaining yourselves with. Way too much television, way too many podcasts as far as listening to sports and listening to murder mysteries and all kinds of entertainment. It's time to listen to the one who has a broadcast loud and clear to shake you out of this time of dissatisfaction. He is preparing a people, a people who are not going to be afraid, a people who are bold and vigorous, people who are not afraid of the challenge, and he is calling you. I encourage you today, right now, to stop and say, Father, here I am, send me, fill me, use me, and forgive me going to look for answers in things that are empty. Now, Father, I thank you that you've heard these words that have gone out. I thank you that you know exactly who they are to go to, like arrows being shot across the world. If it's for someone in Peru or in Estonia or Japan, then Lord, let them receive that word. Let them take it in and own it that you spoke to them. They've been asking you to speak, and here you are. I bless you today, Father, that there is no time or distance in your spirit 
that your spirit is able to see and roam across the earth freely and to reach out and touch your children appropriately. And I thank you, Father, that we are in a place where we can anticipate that hope is where we are headed, that we hope in the Lord and you will not disappoint. I bless everyone today, Lord, that is listening, and I ask that you strengthen them, that you encourage them. Father, we're flesh, and our flesh fails. Our flesh and our heart faileth us, but you are the God of our heart and our strength and our portion forever. So we lift our heads up to you and we say, Lord, we shake off the dust of the valley of despair, and we reach out to you and say we hope in you, because you are absolutely the greatest God and the most sovereign king of all things. In Jesus' name, the mighty king of heaven, I pray this. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I enjoyed sharing it with you. I felt stirred and encouraged as I shared this word. And I want to say hello to the people from Finland who are listening. What a treat to see that you are uh, listening. And so many people in Great Britain are, are listening to this podcast as well as dear and precious friends in Germany and France. How I miss ministering in foreign nations. But you know what? I'm ministering right now by preparing the word and speaking it, and the Lord just flies it across the world for His glory. I thank you again for your little notes and cards. I received some precious emails this week that, oh my gosh, the encouragement and the kindness, and also those that are writing into the Global Prayer Room. That is another part of what we do in ministry. And there's a team of faithful intercessors from around the globe. These are people that have prayed for over 20 to 30 years. They're not just joining a club. These folks get at it and pray. So if you have a prayer request and that you really need someone to join with you in intercession, go ahead and go to www.globalprayerrooms.com. And there is a spot where you can click on there and it shows you where to send your prayer request. And this is sent in an encrypted form so people don't send us a bunch of spam in our mailbox. We immediately get those prayers distributed to those that are intercessors out in the world. They're nameless and faceless, but my goodness, are they ever powerful in their ability to be before the Lord and stand in prayer. Uh, we've seen miracles take place in lives, families restored, um, physical healing. We've seen children that were not supposed to live in the womb suddenly turn around and be completely normally whole and born perfect. And this is God answering prayer. He loves it when we get together in unity. He anoints and touches and empowers people when they're together in unity. So um, use that. Use that resource and send your prayers, and we will absolutely pass them on in discretion and with honor. And once again, if you'd like to go to my website at www.marylindo.com, there are links to my podcast, links to some spiritual worships and prophetic songs of the Lord, music during conferences. These are free to listen to. So thank you again for your prayerful, prayerful support and kind words. And I look forward to our next podcast together. Be blessed and walk in hope. Goodbye for now.